Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Good morning. So um, my name my name is Anton, and uh, I am part of this church for for quite a while. Um, Sarah Anne actually she she already did a lot of a lot of my what I wanted to say this morning. So it it helped me to cut it to cut it a bit short. What how much time do we have? I'll try and finish in half an hour. If not, maybe an hour, maybe not, maybe two hours or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm when, when, when I always prepare, I think, how much time do I have? And then I think about Paul speaking to that lot of Greeks. And he went on so long that one guy fell off and he died. And they prayed for him and he got alive again. And they went on. And I think about myself, why don't we do church like that? Why do we have a limit on the time? And, and then I think, if Paul was standing here today, what would he say to this church? If he was going to write a letter to us, and he know us, what will be on his mind? And more than that, if Jesus was standing here today, like he was standing on the mountain and talking to the people, sharing them, we all know we call it the, the Sermon on the Mount. And I think if Jesus was standing here, how much attention would be paid to what he say? And what we, what we sang this morning and what um, Sarah Ann read out of the Bible was from God's Word. How much, how serious do we take that? And uh, many of you see me every Sunday and a lot of places, and I've got a Bible with me today. I almost never have a Bible with me. So I'm going to put this away now. Not that I'm not going to read from the Bible, but I've got the notes in the Bible verses in my notes. It's in my way. But it's not in my way. Because that is a copy of the Word of God. And how do we see it? Do we see it as a theoretical book that we need to study and understand a lot of scriptures? Or do we see it as the most important love letter in the history of the world. Do we see that as God's living word talking to me, talking to us, giving us the way, showing us the way? What we sang this morning is that, and what Sarah Ann read, for so much that God loved this world, that he has given his only son so that we can have eternal life. 
It's only because of Jesus that we can have eternal life. Nothing else. I can be the best sportsman in this world. I can be the best, the most successful doctor or dentist or attorney or whatever. The richest businessman, the most successful lecturer in the world. I can be Einstein, I can be Elon Musk, I can be whoever. If I don't have ye Jesus, I have nothing. That's the truth. And that is what the words tell us. So I want us to, to read that and I want to, I think it's, yeah, you know, I, I always think about normal Christian life. There's a book written by Watchman Nee. I don't know if ever any one of you have read the book. If you read that book, it's, I think it's written in the 70s or 60s somewhere. It's in the beginning of the revival in South Korea that he wrote this book, The Normal Christian Life. That is based, a, a life based on, on, on the Bible. And it's challenging. But we can read the book or we can just go and read God's Word. We had an incident, um, we have a very special guest here this morning, and she, when I saw her, I got reminded of an incident we had I mean, a couple of years ago, where I also said to the people that, and I took my Bible and I said, that is the word of God, that this is the total truth. This is what we hang on. And there was a woman saying to me, there's cooksitzes on the table. You remember that? And, and that is the truth. It exists. I said, yes, it is. But that, if it was important for my salvation, it would have been in the Bible. So we see a lot of things around us. And if we sang this morning that I give up everything, I lay my whole life. That's one of the songs we sang. I lay my whole life before you. I gave it up. Because I know who I'm serving. I know what I need. I know there's eternity. Eternity is a concept that we don't understand. Although we, th we might think we understand it. We know it's, there's no beginning and there's no end. And, with, and that's how we understand it. But do we really understand it? We don't. To me, about two years ago, um, I mentioned it in the church at a, at a stage, and God told me to write something. And I started writing, and I'm still busy writing, and I'm, I think I'm now at about 100 pages. And it's all about the life on earth, what I experience, and the life with God, what I see, and the things around me that I see people battle with. And if you look around in this church today, you might see a, a couple of happy faces. You might some, see some people who don't look that happy to you. You can go to any church, anywhere in the world, and it will be the same. In the church, in any meeting, there will be people with hurts. There will be people with issues. There will be people that need to commit to God again. 
And to add to what Sarah Ann said this morning, and what Yaku said, there are people here this morning that need to hear this word and need to make a decision. When Jesus left the earth, and I'm, I'm thinking of something quickly, uh, you know that the earth was created 6,000 years ago. 2,000 years later, there was the flood. And another 2,000 years later, Jesus came. And we are now another 2,000 later. So, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but maybe we can see something happening soon. Maybe not. I've heard a, couple, a week or two ago there's, there's a guy in Australia claiming that he's Jesus. I don't know if any of you have you've seen that. And he's got a lot of followers. We've heard that all over the world from time to time. There are false, false Jesus is coming to the front all the time. There are false prophets. And if we read the scripture, we need to be aware of that. We, need to, we can only be aware of that if we read the word of God and spend time with him. You can listen to prophecies. You can listen to testimonies of people. You can listen to, to sermons on radio or TV or DVD. There's no DVDs anymore, but YouTube. And there are wonderful teachings and preachings. But at the end... That is not the truth. That is simply what I'm doing here today is giving you something that I believe God is saying to me to this church. And I hope and I pray for, to God that what I'm saying is from, from his word and not my own will. But that is the only truth. Whatever anybody, any preacher, any teacher say, you need to go to the word and measure it against the word. That is the only truth we have. And that's the only thing we can hang on. There are things that, that I believe in and, that, and, and we, we try to teach that to Bible school students as well. And that, that is that in any, in any relationship with God or a church, there are three things. The one is our relationship with God. It's upwards. The one is our internal relationship. It's between us. And then the relationship to the world. We sang a song this morning that God gave us his love to go out to the world. And when we sang that, I thought of 1 John 4 verse 16. And you can, you can I don't have the whole verse with me, but you can, you can search it up. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in him. If God is love, and I know him, and this is something I need to talk, to, um, talk about, and maybe we must go to that now. Um, Yaku? I'm thinking which... Slide 12, the very last slide. And, and if you have a pen with you, write down the scriptures that's in that. Not that one. 12. This is what 
if you read the Bible and you read the scriptures, the basic the, um, description of what love is and what knowing is. Know, to know God. If we know God, we will love Him. How can we know Him? By reading His Word, by spending time with Him, to go on our knees and pray to Him and ask Him to give us the Holy Spirit that we can understand. Only when we receive the Holy Spirit will we get to that point when, that He talked to our hearts, that we will understand what He's saying to us. It's good to have the knowledge it's, it's good to do Bible study. It's good to do Bible school. It's good to study theology. All of that is good. But if that stays in your head, and unfortunately we're living, we are living in a time where the science are above our religion. It's supposed to be the other way around. It was mentioned in this church a couple of times over the last year. What are we? Are we Christians? Or are we doctors, dentists, professors, or whatever, lawyers, businessmen? What are we in the first place? If I know God... I will know his word. It will be in my heart. I will study it. I will listen to it. And I will do it. I, I, I pray for myself that I will be obedient no matter what. No, what. no matter what my blood family think because my blood family will differ from me. No matter what my neighbor think. No matter what maybe somebody, in the, somebody else in the church might think. But I need to follow what Jesus, what God tells me in the Word. To know God is not to know about Him. Scripture says to us that Satan knows more about Him, about God, than we do, which is the truth. But he doesn't know Him with his emotions. He doesn't serve Him. That's the big difference. It's not to know him in an abstract and impersonal manner, but rather to enter into his saving actions. To know God is not to struggle philosophically with his eternal essence, but rather to recognize and accept his claims. It is not some mystical contemplation, but dutiful obedience. Knowing God is not simply an intellectual apprehension but the response of faith and the acceptance of Christ. It is he who has made God known. To know Christ is to know God. Eternal, eternal life is to know the true God and Jesus Christ. Paul desires to know Christ in his death and resurrection. Failure to know Jesus as Lord and Messiah resulted in his rejection and crucifixion. And there are scriptures for that. I normally I don't like to take scriptures out like this. I like to read, if I read, I read a whole book. And I'm going, to, I'm going to just go to John 14 verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you, do, you know him and have seen him. That was close to the end of Jesus' life on earth when he said that. Who did he say that to? To his disciples. Because they didn't understand at that point. When Jesus was on the mountain, he taught a lot of people the basics of knowing him, following him, what he wants from us. How serious do we take that? And, I'm, and that is, when he went, if you, if you read Matthew, it starts in chapter 5 when they said he went up the mountain and he started preaching. And somewhere in the middle of that, and we can't take that out of the, the whole sermon. He said these words, slide 5, Yaku, Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. No, sorry for that. I'm going to read that again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then he will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is in the middle, not in the middle, but I think more towards the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. What, he, what, what, did he else, what else did he say? He said, there's a whole list of things, who will be the blessed ones? The ones who are, who are meek, the ones who are humble, the ones who suffer, the ones who cry with others. And I'm not going to read that. I, I want to urge you to go and read it at your at home and just read through Jesus' sermon. Read it and take it seriously and say, why, if Jesus was here today and I was going to stand in front of him, what will he say to me? Will he say to me, I don't know you? If I think about the scriptures that I, that I mentioned at, in the last slide that we're jumping around a lot, but what, I, what it means to know Jesus, what it means to know him is to be in a relationship with him, to hear him speak to me, to listen to him, to be obedient to him. John 3 verse 36 we always, everybody knows John 3 verse 16. Am I right? We all know that. 
for so much God loved the world that he sent his only son. Right. The very last verse in that same chapter, chapter says, but he who is not obedient does not believe. This is my own free translation. And you can go and read it. Read the whole of John 3. At the end, it says, the one that's not obedient does not believe. This is at all, as hard as it's come. So I need to go and look at my life and say, I, am I obedient to God? Or am I obedient to my own desires, to what's nice for me? Jesus also said, his followers need to be the salt and the light of the world. His commandments are serious. And we need to, we need to follow them. He said things like, in the, in the, in the Old Testament, in the Ten, uh, ten Commandments, you, you're not supposed to do adultery. But he says, if, you, if a man looks at a woman with lustful eyes, he already did it. What is the difference? It's, it's the hearts that needs to change. It's not like we always say to each other, it's not a lot of tick boxes I'm making. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I go to Bible school, I go to outreaches, I serve in the church, I, I can go as far as I pick in tongues, I do prophecies, I do whatever. But it's not from my heart. Then I need to ask God to change my heart so that, that my heart can change. That my life belongs to Him. But out, outwardly, His followers should not take an oath. His followers should not retaliate. His followers should love their enemies. His followers should give to the needy. His followers should not boast on the good things they do to others. But we must do them. He taught them how to pray. And that's also something we can learn. We can read what Jesus said about how to pray and learn from Jesus how to pray. He taught them to fast in such a way that it does not look like a burden to the people who see you fasting. He taught the importance of gathering treasure in heaven opposed to treasures on the earth. We, we sang a song about that this morning. Am I right? When we come to church, and I often ask myself the question, why am I coming to church? What am I going to do there? Just sit and listen to somebody and go back home? Or am I going to church to seek God with my brothers and sisters? To worship Him? To maybe bring a word of encouragement, of a word or of reprimand to one of my brothers and sisters where I know where something wrong or something needy? Do I know my brothers and sisters? If I stand in front of you today and I ask for the people in this church who know me? You know my name. You know some things I've said in this church and some things I've done. You know that. But do you know me? Have you ever spend time with me or did I ever spend time with you that we can say we know each other 
And to know God is more than that. It is walk with God every day, every minute of every day. If we, and I just want to add this something because I love, I love this idea of thinking, who am I serving? Who am I praying to? And if we, Yaku, if we can go to that slide too. I want you to look at the next two slides. Just to give us an indication, a think, something we can think about. Who is behind that? Luan is, a, is an artist. And, and I'm going to say something and you can just say I'm wrong or I'm right, Luan. But an artist can only reproduce or give an image of what God has created. Is that right? Luan agrees with me. And she's an artist. If you look at that, what human being can create that? And if you go to that, it's amazing. I wish we could hear the sound of that. Is it possible, Yaku? If you stand there and you hear that masses of water coming down, Is there any human being that can create that? It's impossible. And even if you look at my slide just after that, it's another, just a background. But you can go as far as just get up every morning. Recently you can get up at, yeah, yeah I forgot about that one. What did Noah do? Noah was a man there where there was no rain, no water, no nothing. He was five, and 480 years old. And God told him, build a ship, a big ship. And that, that, was, that was what they did some research on and how they figured out how the, the ark looked like. And if you walk around it and walk in it, you just realize and say, wow, no human being can think of this. No human being can create that. But Noah, know the creator. Noah knew who gave him the instruction to build that ship. And it took him 100 years about to finish it. And what happened in that 100 years? The, what did the people around him do? Ridiculed? Is that the right word? They ridiculed him. What must Noah for a hundred years go through when he was building the ark? And we look at that and we often sometimes we see little booklets with funny arks and funny little animals and it's cute and, what, and that's what we show our children about the ark. But do we teach them the reality of what happened? around the ark? Do we teach them the faith that Noah had, the knowledge that Noah had that he knew God and because he knew God he was obedient and he did that.
After Jesus spoke on the mountain, he went into villages. He walked around, he did a couple of miracles. He spoke to, he healed some people, did a lot of things, talked to people, showed the Pharisees and the Sadducees a couple of things, told them what they are and how they think what they know but they don't know. So a lot of things happened and then he had another incident speaking to a lot of people. And I'm going, I'm going to read um, only a, a part of that. Matthew 25 from verse 31. Um, slide 10, Jaku. He was telling the crowd that at some point God will come and he will have the final judgment and everybody on earth will have to come before God. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on one right, on, on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And after that, he said the opposite to the people that was on his left side. Now if we look at this, and I look at the, the part in chapter 5, where Jesus said the same words. I don't know you. I think Yaku mentioned that there might be somebody today that committed their lives to, to God before, but something went wrong. Or you bothered with a lot of things. You lost focus. Or it might be that you've never come to the point where you, where you know where the invitation that Sarah Ann gave in the scripture that she read this morning. Jesus came. He, he came so that we can have life. All our burdens. He took everything. And my prayer today all my, all my burdens, 
he came, they took it unto him. How do we respond? And today I, I just want to do a very short prayer and after, after that, if, if you know that there's something you need to give to God, give over to God, take the bold step and come to the front that somebody can pray with you. We don't have the answers, but Jesus has. We can't change any heart, but God can, the Holy Spirit can. If there's something hurting, if there's something worrying, God can heal it. So my, my, my request today is that if any of you have something that you know you need to make right with God, don't delay. I'm always thinking of that word, um, and it's in the, in the parables, the, the five wise and the five unwise, what is it, um, what did they call them? Ma maidens. Yeah, maidens. And the people invited to the wedding. Jesus invites us. He's coming, he, he came. He came for everybody of us. That we can come to him and just lay our lives before him. We never know, like with those girls waiting for the bride, bridegroom, we never know when the end will be. It can be tomorrow. If it's not for the world, it can be for me. Did I sort out my life today? Did I sort out my life now? It might be the last time. I just want to pray quickly and then... There are, I think there are coffee and tea outside for those who want, but for those who just want to stay here, just stay. If you want to pray or just want to get somebody to pray with you, please come to the front. But you're free to go and get some coffee and tea, and I think there's some other refreshments as well. God, today my, my prayer for us in this church is that we will understand that you are the living God that you sent your only son to come and die for us on the cross. And in about two weeks from now, we will, we will celebrate the resurrection. Jesus is alive. He lives. And we can know you. And I pray, Lord, that you will work through your Holy Spirit in our hearts, that we will know you. Know you in the way that you want us to know you that we can have an intimate relationship with the living God, the creator of this world. And that you will use us to go out, to bring this message of salvation to the whole world. We depend on you. And as Paul said, I pray that I may know you better and better. Show yourself to us.
and guide us. Lead us in your ways, not what we think is the best. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.